Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Thank you for your fresh glory. Thank you for a fresh touch of ecstasy in everyone's eyeballs. <laughs> you ever get viled? I release my ecstasy angel to vile your face with liquid glory ecstasy from my garden that grows in Eden. I believe there's enough for every one of you to get completely high out of the curse of the fall. You get so high on Jesus that you'll scorn any temptation of the natural dimension because it's a lesser pleasure. It's a lesser high. I activate your angels right now on your souls so that the spirit that God has placed in your stomach becomes real to your brain. And anything that separates your own brain from your own spirit, from Satan, is plucked out and thrown into hell so that you're completely healed and delivered from the curse of the fall. From every generational curse, bloodline curse, any spell, anything that has bound your skull to altars of demons is broken right now at the sound of my voice. And your soul is connected to the waters of life that flow from the throne of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Let those living waters flow. Those living waters have drugs in it. I don't believe anybody that ministers the waters of life that doesn't feel high all the time because it's not possible. Because Jesus is high and lifted up. And if Jesus is high and lifted up, you need to be high and lifted up by the same thing that lifted him up, the Holy Spirit. He was raised from the dead by the spirit of holiness. And so are we. Do you know holiness is not like this crap in church? There's some holiness there in some good churches. I'm not saying that. I miss, most people's view in the world of holiness is a Roman Catholic priest in a robe with a big stick and an incense burner. That holiness is actually the brightness of His glory. There is nothing more holy and sacred than ecstasy. Full ecstasy is actually full holiness. The ecstasies of God are for everyone to be high and lifted up in the spirit of holiness. See, what comes around and pulls people away from feeling high all the time, happy all the time, blessed all the time in every area of your soul, every area of your body, every relationship just absolutely glorious, it's religion. 
It's pride. Pride and religion are the same thing. And people that say they're not religious are liars, because everyone's religious. I'm religious. I'm so every day I have to die daily to my religiosity. That's the daily sacrifice is dying to religion, dying to self, dying to pride. And it's not a one-time thing of born again. You know it's not. It's a daily sacrifice. I recognize today I could settle for yesterday's level of what I had yesterday in the glory, what I had yesterday in the living water, what I had yesterday in the city of David in the water temple as a water temple astronaut. And it's awesome with 12 stars and 7 stars and all the heavens and all all the universe obeying God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit fully formed in you three in one. I mean, these things are awesome, but even if I settle for that level than what I had yesterday, I'll start to become a fading glory if I don't keep growing. No matter what kind of levels you come to, going from glory to glory, going from high to high, going from drunk to drunk, going from blessing to blessing, breakthrough to breakthrough, success to success, victory to victory, faith to faith, strength to strength, you have to keep on going. Anyone who turns back is not worthy of me, the Lord Jesus said. And we're going back to the simplicity of the kindergarten parables. That everyone's loved and accepted. Jesus is a friend of sinners and tax collectors. Red Letter Ministry is about to be the most seeker-sensitive ministry in the whole world. It's true. Not in some watered-down religion, but in the fullness of the Father's gentleness, kindness, and compassion. Manifest in Jesus Christ. Where He would allow anybody to come to Him, and how were they saved? If they drank Him. If they drank His Spirit. If they drank the substance that was pouring out of Him, that's how they were saved. Anyone that rejects the drink of life, the river of life, the blood, the energy that's coming out of that man, the Messiah, that that man that's fully formed in us, is rejecting heaven. The problem is, is we've presented it in such a religious way, everyone thinks it's like crazy Catholic Church holiness, so we're going to take it to the nightclubs, we're going to take it to the bars, we're going to take it into all the secular arenas. We're going to take it to Apple Music. We're going to take it to all the public places. Go public, go public, go public. Everything out in the open. Everything seen. Nothing done and separated from God in the world. In the world, but not of it, the Bible says. Amen. And we're going to really change our Christianese. Because that's put us in a box. It has limited our reach. And it has made us strangely irrelevant. And I'm repenting and growing and transforming like an arc transformation this season. I'm beating my swords into plowshares at this moment. Do I, I still have swords, but <laughs> some of them I'm turning into plowshares. Eventually all of them will be plowshares. It's true. <laughs> So that all we focus on is garden works, the fruits of the Spirit, perfect cultivation 
of sowing and reaping, loving one another and fully recognizing the divine nature of God inside each other's hearts. The thing that causes all the divisions and the nasty betrayals like that have been completely crazy the last few weeks on a level we've never seen before, but on a level that's never touched me. It's just so below us. The pride of Satan and his angels is so far removed from our ministry. It's like the complete and total separation of the Red Sea and Egypt and the wilderness. And I mean, it's such a sanctification this season of who's going to go into the promised land and who's going to go around the mountain in the wilderness another year, another season. It's startling. But we're so high this season that it's the least amount it's ever been able to affect my emotions, my feelings, even my finances. It's just absolutely miraculous how faithful God the Father is to those who go deeper in the glory and don't care if people don't understand. Now you love those people, but you sacrifice their carnal mind's ability to understand what you're doing as you go into the invisible God in levels that they know nothing about. In fact, most of them know less than nothing about them because they're opinionated about them. And if you have opinionatedness in your mind about levels of unknown glory, of course the opinion is going to keep you out of that next degree of glory. So in order for you to go from glory to glory in many of these levels, you come to a place where you have to sacrifice your thought life. The stuff you think you're right about, but you haven't experienced the greater glory. It's unknown to you. So you're going to have to take a leap of faith, exercise faith. And sometimes people's faith comes to a place where they say no to God. Like, I can't sacrifice that unbelief. That unbelief thing, that stronghold in my soul of unbelief in this area, that area, some people have it in disease, some people have it in finances, some people have it in freedom, a lot of people have it in sex, a lot of other people have it in alcohol or drugs. There's always these areas of our life that need cleaning up until we're in full ecstasy. Do you know what full ecstasy is that we're approaching right now this season as the manifest sons of God? That you can no longer be offended by anything, anytime, anywhere. You are so free that you're literally one with the Lamb on the throne. And the glory is oozing out of you in all directions that nothing anyone can do. Nothing, no animal could offend you. And by animal I mean the beast nature of the unrenewed mind. That's the place of perfect humility. Because pride is being offended. If you can still be offended, and I deal with it every day too, so don't think I'm like exempt. If you can still be offended by anything, even stuff that is offensive, offending you, you still have pride in you. (laughs) Even stuff that's like grotesque and nasty and horrible, and yeah, I know that's not going into heaven, is going to go... But if it can still offend you, there's still pride in you. Jesus was continuously tested to see if he'd be offended. He was never offended by anyone's rebellion one single time in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's not one scripture because there was no pride in him. That's the certain evidence that Jesus is the Messiah. 
He had no pride in him. We have never seen men and women yet with zero pride and all supernatural divine humility of God the Father. That's a non-existent realm that only the sons of God are beginning to walk in this season. That's perfection. Perfection is humility without a drop of pride, and it's not about the flesh, it's about the spirit. Humility is a water. It's called the lower pool. Humility is a liquid substance. Humility is the spring of the Lamb. Counting his life as nothing, even though he was equal with God, he counted his sonship rank, his royalty as nothing, and became servant of all. Even though he was the maker of heaven and earth and the creator of humanity, he counted himself of no rank. Scripture says that one translation of no rank, of no status. What kind of humility is that? That you come underneath your own creation that treats you like crap and you still love them perfectly, have fun with the most, with as many of them as you can, and then do some stuff that they don't understand even to this day 2,000 years later called dying on the cross. <laughs> I mean, dying on the cross is still a marvel that we're Bible-believing Christians, we're born-again Christians, we got the Holy Ghost, we love speaking in tongues, signs and wonders. We're Israelites. I mean, we're, we're in the glory, we're in the river. But there are aspects of the cross that we don't understand yet. That, and it's about the humility of it. The total destruction of self-worth to obey the Father. That's perfection. That there is literally... Here's the thing. He's the Son of God. But He counted His self-worth as zero in order to display the humility of the Father necessary to fully reverse the curse out of you and I. To count us as nothing and Him as everything and to attach ourselves to His humility is the full cleansing of the fallen angel's pride out of our hearts and minds, out of our flesh. It will heal every sickness and disease. It will remove every bad thing of Satan and his angels out of your life. Humility is completely and totally heaven, and pride is completely and totally hell. It's the two trees in the garden. And so every single one of us deals with these areas of offense and these areas of pride continuously until you can't get offended by anything anytime because the springs of the Lamb have fully crucified your prideful nature. The pride nature is the sinful nature. And it's in every single man, every single woman, and every single child naturally. Pride is natural. Humility is supernatural. There is nothing natural about humility. That's when you come into humility people will be in awe of you. They'll honor you. They'll bow to you because it's so rare in America. It's so rare in the U.S. culture because we're all prideful. Look at my possessions. Look at my degrees. Look at my education. Look at my trophy husband, trophy wife. Look at my car. Look at my house. Look at all my stuff. Look at all my idolatry. Look at how much I have in my bank account. Look at my clothing collection. 
All this stuff in the natural realm people are prideful about. And if you humble yourself and come as a nothing and a nobody with just a cup of humility to refresh people, which is a spiritual intoxication, it's a gush and it's a rush. If you come from below like a thief in the night and give these people that are idolatrous, immoral, horrible people, people like Solitarsis, maybe a little less horrible, but if you can give them a drink of the salvation that you're experiencing getting delivered from your pride, they will listen to you, they will honor you, they will say that you are real, you're genuine, and that's how we'll take society. Society will, will only be swept into the kingdom by one thing and one thing only, humility, which is the total crucifixion of self and counting your own soul as utterly nothing for the soul of the Father to rise in your heart. It's the morning star. It's the brightness of God the Father. The literal throne of God rests on the waters of humility. In Psalms it says, He's enthroned over the floods. The floodwaters are the floodwaters of humility about to heal the nations. And what rests on the floods of humility? What rests on the living waters of the Lamb's nature? The throne of God the Father Himself. That He's coming with the waters. He's coming with the floods. He's coming with the mighty waves. It's a tsunami of divine supernatural humility. And that supernatural humility will fully and completely take away the curse of the fall, which is simply our pride. In Jesus' name. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redletterman.com. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.